Welcome to another episode of the Art of Being You podcast. And we are still continuing with the relationship series. And today's episode is communication in relationships. Now, funny story with this is it's taken us so long to record. Um, One, when you're recording with a guest, and obviously our guest um, on the podcast is my husband, Matthew. Hello. And the thing, the funny thing with this is we were trying to record it like a couple weeks ago and we actually got into an argument when we were trying to record it. And I said, you know what? I don't want to record it because I'm not in that space. And I turned everything off and we did not record. And funny enough, it was about communication. So that's the funny thing about it. Uh, But We definitely wanted to bring this into, it's such a special episode because I feel like it's going to help so many couples and really identify where the break in communication is and also how important it is um, for relationships to really thrive when the communication um, pillar is not, you know, not where it needs to be. Just to add, it wasn't that friendly or relaxed and there was lots of um, swearing in Spanish at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's called frustration folks uh, but I I definitely thought this would this is like the perfect timing to to do this episode and I find it that it's it, it every single couple deals with this uh, whether you're married whether you're not but just any relationship in general um, but obviously we're focusing in on relationships But I did read something um, on, it was a study on the Journal of Personality and Individual Differences um, that found that the most satisfied couples were those who did not avoid discussions of relationship problems and who rated their partners with high emotional intelligence. And that really got my attention because I'm one of those that is like, oh, I don't want to have a discussion. I'd rather avoid it and kind of just let it go by whereas you are like let's deal with the issue now yeah and that that that's an issue in itself when you're at two ends you know different ends of the spectrum because i'm keen to address problems and and discuss them and try and do it in a calm manner but you are much more of an emotional being and uh you can't get into that space of uh, discussion it unemotionally as quick maybe as I can so you, you'll still want to punch <laughs> me and uh, swear at me um, when I'm kind of ready to talk and we have to find the balance where we don't let something go so long that resentment builds up but also I respect your space so you can um, get to a place process. where you can yeah process it and and process process is the the difference in English and American English Um, and that's something we've had to learn because it's not something that came naturally the first uh, you know two three four months of you moving from America to Dubai um, we we had a lot of issues around that where I was trying to discuss things with you and and you weren't in a position where you wanted to talk about it yet and uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a learning curve that we had to embark on. And then the issue with that is some people give up. Some people don't want to communicate or don't want to learn about the other person's communication style. 
and the relationship um, does harbour that resentment or, or doesn't flourish as, as it potentially could because you, you, you haven't quite uh, adapted. And I've had many you know, times where I could have uh, communicated or tried to understand the other person's perspective a lot better. I definitely agree with that. I think I turned into the Hulk a few times. Uh, but it was because of that uh, difference in, in style. So I'm going to hand it over to you um, to really introduce the different styles of communication, um, you know, to see where we all fall into that. So I don't know if there's a like a correct definition, because some things we've read, um, the, the styles will be around is it verbal is it written is it um you know a, a physical gift or something that's determined as a style but i think the one we both resonated the most with as a, as a definition was whether you are a passive communicator someone who um is, is very easygoing in the communication sense and something they might say is you know it doesn't really that matter that much or you know they try and keep the peace um, an aggressive communicator who's someone who wants to force their point onto you and they want to be right. Um, a passive aggressive communicator who uh, they'll be passive and agree to something, but there might be a consequence to that. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, sure, let's do this. But if you don't, this might happen. Um, and then the final one is assertive um, out of the four styles. So an assertive communicator is someone who's trying to be effective um, they, they use I statements, I feel frustrated, or, you know, they're, they're trying to communicate in a respectful way um, and hear both sides, but they are actively in the conversation. So, as you read, I think on the passive one, um, it also mentioned something about you don't really communicate your, uh, your own feelings and, or needs and so, which is why it becomes so passive where you don't really let the other person know exactly what you are feeling or needing. And I think I fall into that category. I feel like the majority of the time it's just like, you know what, I don't even want to deal with that. And I just kind of move on. Um, whereas you want to discuss it. Like you're, I feel like you're more of the assertive. Yeah, I think it's, I th and I think also frustration can come when, um, you flip between the different um, approaches in different circumstances. So if Nancy and I are going out for dinner, she's definitely passive. You know, where do you want to go? Oh, I don't mind, whatever. Um, if we're trying to pick a movie to watch, it, it, I'd say it's passive again. Uh, if I haven't washed the dishes, it's passive aggressive. You, you <laughs> Are you going to do this or uh, you, you can sleep on the sofa? Um, if it's a really serious issue, you become assertive. And I think sometimes you, you know, you, you I struggle maybe where I want um, you to be assertive the whole time so we can, so I know where I stand. For example, if we're picking something to eat, you might, you know, I might just pick one and that you, you get into an argument. You're both hungry <laughs> and, you know, and that is, it's a silly example, but it is an example of how diff the different parts of communication can affect the relationship in different spaces. And it's not a big issue, but it, it can become one. I definitely think we switch. I don't think any of us are ever just one. I think, but we do have a very dominant, uh, like a dominant one that we end up kind of 
taking on as as a personality but I definitely can see like as we were going through it really seeing how in certain things you know you fall under different categories and and you know that makes sense and then there's the the so if that if we're saying the style is those four then also the language is very important so um this is a bit of like neuro-linguistic programming or nlp um how people want to be communicated with in the terms of are you visual auditory etc um so if i say to you if we're having a serious discussion and i say how does that feel but you don't that that's not where you are you're more auditory it might come across better if i say um what does that sound like so that's the that might be the bit that hits the note with you and then you can internalize it and think about it in a way you're comfortable and come back with an answer um what does that sound like how does that feel to you what does that look like to you if you're very visual you might you know but all of this goes back to understanding the person you're with and and the issue is you can't understand a person without the person hopefully understanding themselves so it's a lot around um, self-awareness as well how aware you are as a person um, as to then how you communicate and that that maybe is a bit too much detail you you might not need to go to that level of detail but um, communication all walks of life is is very important so I know you recently um, like in the last couple of months uh, been working with with a coach on some of these things. Uh, can you share with us a little bit about what you kind of? I think the main thing that I want to understand is one of the biggest things in communicating with your partner is understanding their needs. And so you learned a little bit about that. What what, what can you share with us that that you think might be helpful? Um, so <clears throat> I think yeah. So every human has six needs according to this study Um, and and what I found extremely interesting is that you will sacrifice your values to meet your needs so um, your needs are the six are certainty uncertainty significance love and connection is is one um, growth and contribution so you have four personality needs certainty uncertainty significance and connection and you have two spiritual needs growth and contribution um so an example of that could be so if if you are um if you are if your values for example to move down a level so they're your needs and then you have values so your values could be trust honesty respect etc now if my needs aren't being met i will sacrifice my values to meet my needs so um you and i may have agreed that i won't spend any money this month but in the relationship my needs aren't being met so i go and gamble so i am now lying to you i'm not being or you go buy watches (laughs) 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 or i go and buy watches yeah (laughs) so um but I, my values, I believe I'm an honest person, a trustworthy person, etc. Um, but my needs aren't being met. So I'm going to go and gamble. So I'm going to go to the betting shop. Uh, I have certainty because I know I'm going to get a rush and excitement and adrenaline from placing the bet. And whether it's watching a, a horse race or a football match or whatever it might be, 
I've achieved certainty. I have uncertainty because I don't know the result that's going to occur. So that's going to meet my need. I have significance because uh, they could know me in the betting shop and I could be a valued customer and uh, they look at, you know, they look after me. So I feel significant in their world. And I could also bump into uh, a group of friends that also bet there. So I've, I've met my contribution need. So all of a sudden I've achieved four of my six needs and I've sacrificed my values for it. So this, this is a bit of a, a tangent. But what it made me realize is you need to, there's, there's an assessment you can do to understand your, your needs, which I did with uh, my coach. Once you understand what is driving you, you can, what needs are the most important to you, because you score them, uh, you can act and um, communicate in your life to fulfill those needs and make sure those needs are fulfilled. And if you can communicate those, and also look to your partner to see if they have the same needs and they complement each other. One, you know you'll have a good foundation to your relationship. Um, but two, you can also create a life together that, that, that complements and, and works well. So the needs part was very interesting because that, that does drive everything in terms of your behavior. And Nancy and I did this uh, assessment and we got a good, you know, good symmetry, etc. But then the, once the needs are met, based on the information you have. So if you know your partner's needs and they're being met, um, you're also aware of your, your partner's values, um, you're creating a safe space. And that's really, really key for communication because if you don't feel safe, you might not fit, say how you really feel. And then your communication is compromised and not as good a quality as it could be. And obviously you want it to be the best to, to achieve the best results for your relationship. Yeah, I think the, the part that you've done, which is this quiz, obviously I feel like it's a higher level of depthness for communicating and like really understanding your needs. I think if you're looking for just to kind of start off and really get into this, I would really suggest reading uh, The Five Love Languages. Uh, which at least gives you an idea of like what you value the most, whether it's gift giving, you know, words of affirmation. Um, and that's another part of like communication style. So if you want to just at least get the first step and it's free online, you can even take the quiz online to do the, the love languages just to see what your love language is and also your partners so that you're able to communicate in whatever their particular language is. In saying that, um, we're going to move into mistakes that we make in this communication in relationships, which funny enough, uh, with the argument that we had for recording this a couple weeks ago, it falls into one of these. Um, so one of the first mistakes is shutting down or the silent treatment, refusing to solve the problem. Um, and that's that's really important. I think that I fall into that a lot where the moment I know it's an argument, I'm like, oh, shut down. Like, I don't want to know anything about it. And I know you mentioned earlier, for some people, it's a bad, it's a mistake unless it is because you need it to like cool off and to get to a place where you are calm and you can have a conversation. So it's not a bad thing uh, because if you still want to have a conversation about it, that's the good part. Uh, but if you're fully like silent treatment, three weeks, no talking, you know, then that's when it's an issue because nothing is getting addressed anyway. Um, so that's the first one. And I think you need to have a, a rule there, don't you? So mm -hmm. I, I know that 
um, if if you know if, if I've annoyed you or you know we've had an argument, you've annoyed me, and but you don't want to see it my perspective. Um, you at least will say to me, I, I, I'll address this in you know we'll, we'll we'll address it at a certain point. It's not that it just goes on and on and on into silent treatment. So at least you have some rule around the communication, so you know it will get picked up at some stage. That is the solution for this is creating like okay we have a one day like max you can't go over a day and at least have that uh, together as a couple because uh, you know i know that i may be able to speak to you um at, after an argument fine i know you might double down and you may be annoyed at me and then you may cuss me out because you're really annoyed <laughs> instead of getting closer to a solution we get <laughs> further apart so i guess having that rule in place does it it allows me a chance to understand i need to back off and it allows you a chance to process the argument in your head to understand how you feel without the raw emotion attached to it yes that's a good one i like that um the second one is taking things personally um and i, I think a big part of this is when someone lacks self-love it's easy to take things personally so, you know, like if I were to tell you, I hate it when you leave, which I do, I hate it when you leave the dishes outside of the sink, like just freaking stick them inside. Now, my issue is just with that act, not necessarily you. Like, I'm not saying you're, you know, you're a sucky person. You, you know, you are not a good husband. It's not any of that. It's actually just the act of doing that. And so it's learning to not take things so personally that is also um, another because uh, I know like if we take if I were to take something personally, just like you said, I think I would like double down and be like, well, let me tell you about you kind of thing. Yeah, and that there's there's a lot to that in terms of taking it personally, because, you know, you could get told off. You might attach that to your, you know, your personal identity you might be attached to something. Um, and then the reaction can, can go way and beyond actually the dishes you may feel like you failed you're not s providing the service that you believe you should to your wife for example um, and your identity is attached to being a good husband um, and so therefore it blows up into something that is actually not you just need to put the dishes in the dishwasher apparently <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the next one is making assumptions um, it's there is something that I read from uh, the book called uh, The Four Agreements. Uh, Miguel Ruiz is the author. And it says, the problem with making assumptions is that we believe they are the truth. And this is a big one. I think to, to help solve this is by asking questions instead of just um, assuming. And I think we had probably one of the big, well, I would say I, because you did not have any idea that this was going on. Um, at the beginning, when we were just dating, um, I created an assumption, which means you create a whole story in your head of I had sent over a link of an article I had just created. And I was so happy that it got published and I sent it to you and I thought, oh, my gosh, I get to share it with him and like we get to celebrate it. And your response to that was, oh, you misspelled something in the in the article. Uh, you might want to check that with the editors or some comment like that. And it just like I took a blow like 
it was not cool. And then I shared um, in my head, the first assumption was he's not being supportive. And like the first thing he does is tell me what's wrong with it. And then the the third thing was, if that's what he's doing with just an article, I can just imagine when I share with him like, you know what I my aspirations or my goals, he's going to like judge everything. So and it just grew and it grew and it grew. And I was like, you know what? This guy is not the one for me. Yeah. And you deleted my number. <laughs> um, <laughs> so but the so the flip side to the coin there is um, I saw it as an opportunity to provide value. And I saw it as an opportunity to like, you know, for service. So um, I read it and I thought, how, how can I add value to this? Because, you know, she's produced a great article, um, really insightful, really, really, you know, readers will engage with it. Um, oh, but I noticed one or two spelling mistakes. So I thought, well, let me help and point them out. But my communication was, oh, you've made these spelling mistakes. I didn't explain how great the article was, etc. Um, so I didn't frame it correctly. I was trying to help but I didn't communicate it well, so it was left open to being interpreted um, a different way. And, and that's exactly what happened. Yes, and that was like a, a pattern that I had noticed um, in any relationship that I was in, that the moment they did something that like hurt me or irritated me, I couldn't communicate it. It was just like, you know what, I don't wanna be the nagging girlfriend, so I'm just gonna like leave it as is. But because it irritated me so much, it would push me into, okay, I'm done with them. Like, I wouldn't even bring it up to them. They wouldn't even know what happened, that I would just be like, okay, done. There's, there's a lot more there in terms of what you're saying in terms of nagging girlfriend. There's stuff attached to your belief system, identity, et cetera. There. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So all goes back to self-awareness. Yes, definitely. So the fourth mistake that we do in communications, communicating in relationships, I apologize, is judging. So already making up your mind of what that person is going to say is good or bad. Now, it is quite unfair um, to, to judge the other person. Like, you know, a lot of people, and this happens to me actually in conversations with clients, when they're talking to me and let's say an issue with a partner arises and I say, have you spoken to your partner about this or have you spoken to your colleague about this? And the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, no, they wouldn't understand. No, they don't know how to handle these conversations. No, they don't. And they've already judged and they've already also assumed the outcome. And so the, the, it did, they don't even give it a shot to like really look into it and say, okay, at least I tried it. Um, and I think the solution for the judging piece is just wait until the person has explained the whole story. And I think this actually goes into the, the making a rule about it. Like if we're going to have a discussion, I'm going to go first or whoever has the issue gets to go first, finish the whole story, what they feel, the whole works. And then the other person has the opportunity to kind of step in and, and really look at the whole story versus jumping in between and like judging the other person. Yeah. Uh, well, ju judgment can stop a con you know, communication dead because you don't, you don't even get to the position where you understand each other because you've already made up your mind. Um, so I think there, 
the the best thing to do or you know it's, it's listening and and i'm terrible for this because i always want to provide a solution so with the the article you wrote or um whatever you had a bad day at work so you start a conversation oh how's your day been um and that's small talk it's not in-depth communication and then you start telling me about a problem and i stop listening maybe and come back with oh well why don't you do this and you you might not want a solution you might just want to be heard um, slightly different, yeah. Yes, definitely. And you actually just tapped on the fifth one, which is active listening. And it's waiting for your turn to talk instead of listening. I definitely think it's setting boundary rules on, on, on active listening because I think you're right. There's times where the other person doesn't need a solution. They just want you to hear them out and like they want to express to you what they're feeling and you're already trying to get somebody out and like provide a solution and yeah, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. And it's like, dude, I'm in my issue. Like you cannot tell me everything is going to be okay. I'm not even done telling you what's happening. Um, but, and I, and you're right. I think it is part of your personality of, I just want to help you. I want to solve it. Whereas the other person might just be like, I just want you to listen. Like, I just want you to know that this is what's going on. Yeah, and something just came to me then. Um, it's also how it, someone described communication to me, um, how it takes off and how it lands. So it's like a, you can say like an aeroplane. So sometimes when you have a, a element of miscommunication and I, I could say something to you and you, you're listening, um, but you interpret it differently. Um, the, the a way you can address that or redress it is to say, ah, oh, I understand it took off from me like this, but it landed with you like that. And then you can discuss how that breakdown has happened or how that misinterpretation has happened. And it creates a safe space to do so as well. Funny enough that you say that, because going back into the example of the article thing, um, I had just had a session, you better think, my coach for that at that time because <laughs> I had already deleted his number in my head like this is not the kind of person I want to be with I want to be with somebody supportive and understanding and that can you know effectively communicates and you like did not in that just in that one situation it was like nope he didn't check mark any of these goodbye and I deleted his number and I had the session with my coach and it was like, well, have you communicated with him what happened? And it was like, no. And, and I like, that's the aha moment of, okay, I have to try this. And I detached myself from the outcome because I was afraid. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I bring this up to him and he says, this chick is crazy and says, you know what? Actually, I'm the one now that doesn't want to be with you. Like it's a fear. And so, but I said, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens. I need to practice and learn how to communicate my feelings and my needs going back to that passive, you know, person. And, and I ended up doing it and crazy enough, that's where we got clarity of and understanding where you got to share with me why you did it, what you meant and how you felt. And it was like, oh, but it was like the most enlightening conversation because there was no discussion, no argument. It was just two people understanding each other on their own perspective. And that's probably the, the, the most important part of all of this is um, 
we touched on at the beginning like the, the different styles and we touched on the people's needs and, and a bit of the values and things like that. Um, we've looked at what can be wrong um, and obstacles that we put in the way there. But probably the, the most important thing in all of that that you've just described is safety. If people don't feel safe, they're in a safe space to communicate in such a way you felt that I was going to judge you, etc. So you didn't feel it was a safe space to bring it up. Um, so you can do all the right things, remove obstacles, uh, understand styles and all the rest of it. But if you haven't created a safe space for your co partner to communicate in, it, it might not even, uh, you might not even get to use any of the tools uh, to, to actually have a really good conversation. You know, and funny you say that because that was my final point um, that it just is going to flow smoothly into it is there was an episode that I saw with Jada. I think it was on the red table, uh, Jada Smith and Will Smith, and they were having a conversation of within themselves and the family and why the communication with their family has been so awesome in discussing issues or anything. And it was they created um I don't know if it was somewhere in their house and they said anytime we all get together here it is the safe space the judgment free space and like you can just share how you're feeling and it was that moment i think one of the times it was when willow got to tell a uh, will will something about like he was being too much too something i can't remember and he was saying like in that moment of course he wanted to like respond and go crazy on her but because that was the safe space in the home to have a conversation and it be a judgment-free zone. Like they created that for not just themselves, but their family. And I thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't like, that's an awesome way to really harmonize relationships in the household. Uh, yeah, and I've, my last point <laughs> would be, you've just touched on something that's uh, so, Years and years ago, uh, I'd, I'd met a counsellor and I was having a communication issue actually with my dad. And you can bring that into your relationships. And he broke down the, the, the communication path as being adult, parent and child. And uh, if you have someone sat on the adult side and someone sat on the child side, communication isn't going to be as effective because one is going to be you know, reacting like a child and, and one, one will be in the adult and also parent to child and, and so on and so forth. So it's also, you've mentioned creating a safe space. You remove the roles. So if, if I'm in a relationship with you and I'm expecting a certain behavior, whether say it's the dishes we've mentioned before and you're annoyed at me that I haven't done them and you communicate and I respond like a child because I think that you should have done it or whatever. Um, again, the communication is, is, is not going to be a positive interaction. But by having that awareness that a safe space can remove, remove some of this stuff, it might also remove some of the roles that people take on. And you can have a non-judgmental conversation that, that's you know, the most effective way. Boom. I think it's like almost creating like a pact. Like when it comes to discussions, if I'm not ready, you're not ready, like whenever we are and set like boundary rules on that um, to have a better communication um, established with your partner. So we have come to the end. Hopefully you guys got to take away some good tips, which even for us along the way, 
this is what's happening. We're learning as much as we possibly can as well, even though, you know, we both have certain expertise. And I think you having one being uh, NLP certified and having been coached as well, you have a lot of tips that, you know, are really good when it comes to to relationships. So to everybody, thank you guys so, so much for sharing um, for giving us awesome feedback and you know we hit our milestone of a thousand downloads now I know it may not sound like a lot but um, for it being six months into it I think it's uh, it's a big accomplishment for us but follow us share tag if there's any topic that you would like to discuss or you want us to discuss um, please let us know uh, but other than that we say goodbye thank you Thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.